pastor, I don't know, but it just seems to me your faith isn't strong enough. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it just crushed me in that wow. moment. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. Welcome back to another episode of Tangible Truths. I'm Carrie, hanging out with Susan today. Hello. And we have a special guest with us. Aaron is here. Hey, Aaron. Hello. So we literally walked out of Susan's door, went down the hallway into Aaron's office and drug him back to Susan's office. That was easy to find a special (laughs) guest. It really was. Um, So Susan and I have the privilege of working with Aaron at Fresh Roots. Aaron's been doing therapy for a little more than 10 years now. Before that, he pastored for approximately 16 years. I think there was some overlap there with those things. You're not that old, right? True. True. Mm -hmm. Um, He's also married, has three kids that are in the teen adult phase of life. So you've got a lot of life experience. And one of the reasons we wanted to bring Aaron in here is because you've served in roles in both the church and the world of counseling and therapy. And so I think that's a really unique kind of place mm-hmm. to come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're excited that you're with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Aaron, I am. I am so thrilled that you're here. And we love Aaron. Aaron's a great therapist. So thank you so much. I really respect you as a therapist. And just talking with you, uh, being a pastor, being in church, you and I stopped each other in the hall one time. And I shared a little bit about my church hurt. You shared back your Mm -hmm. church hurt. Carrie's had church hurt. Mm -hmm. And we thought, huh, (laughs) that would be a great podcast because we've heard so much about hurt in the church. And here you are, a pastor, a therapist, and you deeply love Jesus. We both deeply love Jesus. So what a great topic. And so we'd love for you to just share your experience in both of those, you know, dual roles, if you will. And you still loving Jesus the way you do, but still going through the hurt that you did. So just share with us a little bit of that personal Heart sure, sure. and in the church. Yeah, so 16 years in, in pastoral ministry is uh, for me felt like uh, on some days it felt like a, a great journey, and mm-hmm. other days it felt like, wow, can I just get through Sunday? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it going to be like just to get through Sunday? Mm-hmm. And as I walk that journey, like, like everybody's life, the ups and downs, uh, goods and bads, had the had the privilege to sit with people and grieve with them as as they lost loved ones, mm-hmm. celebrate weddings with them, uh, stand by them, uh, cheer on their kids at at the football games, and and to you know all of those things that, that you go through as a pastor mm-hmm. and then walk through some of my own mental health struggles as I was pastoring. And then as, as that was coming, what it felt like to an end, what pastoral ministry was coming to an end, it felt like God kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, I have another assignment for you. It's not quite in the church, but it, it's going to come alongside the church and sort of walk that journey with folks in the church. And it's been my privilege, as you said, over, a little over 10 years now to walk with folks through a wide variety of topics, but certainly uh, with several folks along the way, with, with hurt and with the pain that's been caused in the church. So absolutely good and bad, um, but mm-hmm. God's always faithful in the midst of that for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the topic of church hurt can be so broad, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And so we want to kind of hone in a little bit today. And mm-hmm. if you're listening and you, you know, pulled this up on your device, you saw the title to this episode, which I pulled from a meme that I found years ago <laughs> that says, I love Jesus and I go to therapy. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, so we want to kind of hone in on how has, how are some ways that the church causes hurt as it's related to mental health? And that shouldn't even be a topic that we discuss, mm-hmm. but all, we were just talking before we hit record here. All three of us have had experiences mm-hmm. where we've personally felt hurt by a member of the congregation or a pastor or somebody like that around the topic of mental health. And I'm wondering if you've experienced that, Aaron. Uh, Absolutely. I remember I was probably, I don't know, 10 or 11 years in the ministry. And I don't know, uh, to to this day, I can't put my finger on what was going on in my life other than I know I was dealing with some depression. I'm going to try to hold myself together as I tell this. But for about eight, 10 weeks, I found myself in the pastor's study on Sunday morning Mm -hmm. during the Sunday school hour. I didn't have a responsibilities during that hour, but used it to pray and sort of get myself ready for the message. And for that eight or 10 weeks in a row, I was just in tears every Sunday morning mm-hmm. thinking, can I do this again? Yeah. Can I just take one more step? Mm-hmm. Can I stand up and preach the gospel? And I felt so under attack, mm-hmm. but I also knew that God was faithful. And so my wife was aware, but she was the only one that was aware of the struggle. And um, one Sunday, I just couldn't hold it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I found myself in one of our Sunday school classrooms with my wife. And there was a couple of dear ladies in the church that um, were there. And it just, the dam broke and, yeah. and the tears started to come and all of that sort of thing. And um, one of the ladies who I dearly love to this day, um, she said to me, Pastor, I don't know, but it just seems to me your faith isn't strong enough. Mm. And I, I, it just crushed me in that wow. moment. It absolutely crushed me in that moment. And what I what I knew to be true in my own heart mm-hmm. was that was really the only thing in that moment that was keeping me going. Mm. And she was said, your faith? Was my was, faith. Yeah. And she said, you know, I just think you need to be in the word more and you need to pray mm. more. And I mean, you couldn't have hurt me anymore if you'd, if you'd stabbed me right in the heart. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it just, just took me back. And the other lady um, in the room, besides my wife and I, she kind of ushered her out of the room uh-huh. because she saw how that how that hit me. Mm. And she just sat with us and prayed with us mm. and, and cried with us mm. in those moments. And then she also happened to be our piano player. And as we as I got myself together to go uh, preach the message that morning, she said, you know, I, I just want you to know that we're going to pray for you and we need you to take some time and take some rest. Mm-hmm. And it's been a long time since I had seen the doctor and I was terrible at my own self-care in those mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. And she just came alongside me and said, we want to encourage you. We're going to we're going to take some responsibility off of you for a short while. Mm-hmm. We're going to make some changes around here. And mm-hmm. that was such a God. God's sin. And mm-hmm. so in that moment, both good and mm-hmm. you know, painful yeah. things and wonderful things yeah. at the same time. At the happen. same time. Simultaneous. Absolutely. absolutely. But I think it's such that's such a succinct picture of how well-intentioned words can either really, really wound and make things worse Absolutely. or really, really heal and make things better. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And I, th- I think we forget sometimes how powerful our words can be. Absolutely. And this was how many years ago for oh, you? This has been 10 plus years ago. Right. And you're still tear up it's telling oh, the story. Yeah. 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 You still felt, and you know, when you were telling it, I felt it. Mm-hmm. Didn't you, Absolutely. And you know, and you're exactly right. When you were saying that, words I was thinking in Proverbs where it literally says words give life or mm. words kill. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, 
Aaron, when she said, I don't think you have enough faith, Mm. that killed Mm. you. I mean, it killed you Mm -hmm. because as you were just saying out loud, that's actually the only thing that was keeping you alive Mm -hmm. was your faith. Mm -hmm. That was God getting you out of your chair, getting you to the pulpit Mm -hmm. that morning was your faith. Mm -hmm. And, and then the other woman that Mm -hmm. she, her words gave life. Her words gave life. She ushered the other one out and said, listen, I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. And she hovered over you and your wife. She prayed over you. And then she said, you, the self-care you were not, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. she provided. We're going to give you self-care. We love you. We support you. Mm -hmm. And it was. And you're allowed to rest. And you are allowed to rest. That's what I needed in that moment. I needed needed to know a couple of things. Someone was on my side. Yes. It was okay to rest. Mm -hmm. And and, and I needed to take my own health and my Mm -hmm. own mental health and my physical health seriously at that point and begin a journey of kind of transforming because I think as pastors we love to give and give and give Mm -hmm. and give but you can't give out of a a dry tank there's Mm -hmm. there's nothing to give right Mm -hmm. and sometimes uh, as I've walked with pastors through some of this stuff I keep trying to give and I want to give and I want to love my people and I want Mm -hmm. to come alongside them and, and be there for them but when I'm not taking care of me mm-hmm. and I'm not taking the Sabbath and I'm not, you know, pulling back and doing my own self-care mm-hmm. and being with my family, I can't give out of an empty well. You can't no, draw you out of an empty well. No, so, you can't. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm thinking of something else for the word vulnerability that mm-hmm. we're very familiar with mm-hmm. as all three of us as, as therapists. But in that moment, what can we learn here mm-hmm. all about being vulnerable and transparent and open? Well, there's two ways it can go, Absolutely. you know, and Aaron, Aaron learned that mm-hmm. that moment, mm-hmm. you know, he was vulnerable and open to others. Yeah. He had kept it in mm-hmm. to only he and his wife. Well, he was vulnerable mm-hmm. and open to two and let somebody else in to two women. One, sometimes when we're vulnerable, it's not received mm-hmm. and it can hurt us. Absolutely. Yes. But is vulnerability worth a risk? Mm-hmm. And in this moment, wouldn't Absolutely. you say, yes, it was worth a risk 100%. because of the outcome? The other woman, yes. She Absolutely. opened up to you as well, received. Mm-hmm. But if you never open up, you don't know truth, opening up, being transparent, reaching out. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot to unpack right. there. It, it, it triggers for me just that thought of, I believe both of them had great intentions. Yes. Both of them loved me, mm-hmm. yes. but one of them didn't know how to sit with me. That's yes. right. That. right. And again, I, I believe she had great intentions and, and mm-hmm. she wanted to do what was right. And I think sometimes we search for a theological answer mm-hmm. in the midst of pain because we don't know what else to say sometimes. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I remember as a young pastor standing with family who are going through the grief process and going, but I, I can't say anything that's going to mm. make this not hurt. I can't, I can't fix this for them. Mm-hmm. It was only years later as I was going through you know, graduate school to become a counselor that I realized I didn't need to say anything. Mm-hmm. I just needed to be present. present. And that's what the second lady did yes. for me was just be, be present. present. Mm-hmm. And that's what I needed. And I think that's mm-hmm. what all of us need, mm-hmm. regardless of what that is mm-hmm. that we're going through. It's a, mm-hmm. That's so great. Carrie and I have done a podcast on grief. And I remember one of the episodes we even said, you know, in times of grief, you don't need to walk in a room and start quoting scripture. No. And, I, and we meant no disrespect Absolutely. for the holy word that we love yeah. so dearly Absolutely. and gives great comfort in time of need. But in the moment, as you just said, mm-hmm. 
it's very just the ministry of presence. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. care mm-hmm. and empathy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think about when Jesus was was there and when after Lazarus passed away, mm-hmm. the two sisters, he didn't he didn't give them something from the Old Testament. The New Testament mm-hmm. wasn't written at that point, but he didn't give them mm-hmm. some piece of comfort from the Old Testament. He was there. He wept with them. Mm-hmm. He was with them in that moment. And that's I think that's what we all need in those mm-hmm. moments is someone just to literally sit down next to us and say, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to fix this, mm-hmm. but I love you and I want to walk with you through this. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we need. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. So I'm wondering if I can push in a little bit sure. mm-hmm. um, and ask you to kind of put your pastoral hat on a little bit mm-hmm. because you have graciously said both these women left me and they both came from a good place, which speaks a lot of the healing that you've done in your mm-hmm. heart. Cause it would be really easy to just be bitter and write sure. that one person off, but sure. to recognize, no, she is coming from a place of love. She just didn't have the tools needed. Sure. I feel like we do tend to over-spiritualized things sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that can be a common response when we don't know what to do. I'm just going to quote scripture or offer a platitude or say I'm praying for you or something like that. Where do you, what is driving that? Mm -hmm. Like, where does that urge to, I'm going to say something, even if it's the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And where does that urge to, I'm going to over-spiritualize something here that maybe shouldn't be. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a great question. And for me, I think it comes from from just not knowing what to do. Yeah. When I was a young pastor, it's, you know, sitting with people in group, I remember thinking as I was driving sometimes to those people's homes or the funeral homes and thinking, what can I give them today that'll make them feel mm-hmm. better? Oh, I wanted to fix it. I think that's one place it comes from is mm-hmm. I want to fix this. I want you to be able to feel better when I walk away. Mm-hmm. I think that's what um, that first friend was trying to do was, was make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Help me grab onto something that I could tangibly do, mm-hmm. but sometimes there's not something you can tangibly do. And so I think that's the first place. And I think the second place is, is what I said earlier is that piece of, I just don't know what to say. I don't know how to mm-hmm. help you. And so I'm going to go to a place, you know, where we were literally in the church building. I'm going to go to a place where I feel like uh, I get a lot of my answers mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to find one that fits what I think is going on in the room in mm-hmm. front of me. And I'm going to try to pace something again, well-intentioned, but was a mess, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I'm going to try to pace something on here because I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. That's mm-hmm. that's the only frame that I can come from mm-hmm. instead of saying, I don't know what's happening here. I don't know all of your story. Yeah. Let me be with you yeah. in that story. And maybe together we can figure it out. Yeah. And maybe there is something in scripture that helps us. And mm-hmm. as a pastor, I've sometimes felt like Peter. You know, there's a, there's a part in the New Testament that says, you know, Jesus asked a question and Peter didn't know what to say, but he spoke anyway. And uh-huh. I've, played, I've played that role before, right? Yeah. And I think as Christians, sometimes we, we want, that's all we know to do is mm-hmm. just say something, right? Right. We, we can't stand sitting in that. Yeah. And to not say something makes us feel anxious. anxious. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. And we don't like to feel anxious. Absolutely. So we're going to push in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also thinking, you know, I think about there were times in scripture where Jesus said, feed the people, mm-hmm. not pray for the people, but feed them. Mm-hmm. And I think especially in Western culture, the Western church, we tend to forget that sometimes feeding someone or sitting with someone, you know, having a non-spiritual way of ministering to someone is just as spiritual Absolutely. as a scripture or a prayer. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Reminds me of the end of the gospel of Matthew where, where Jesus says they were asked to give an account for their actions. And they, you know, on the negative side, well, when did we see you naked or hungry yes. or thirsty? Yes. 
Jesus like, I, I am all of these people yeah. because I am a part of who they are. Mm-hmm. I'm a part, I'm with them mm-hmm. in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. And so when you saw all of these brothers or sisters, mm-hmm. you were doing that for me when you did that. And mm-hmm. that's, that's true. I think even in mm-hmm. this instance, like sometimes we don't need theology. Sometimes we don't need scripture. We, we need a need week somebody, off. We need a week off. Right. We need somebody to hold our hand. We need yeah. someone to tell us, let me get your lunch today. I, I just want to hear what's on your heart. Yeah. I need, I want to sit on your couch in your home with you and, and go through this with mm-hmm. you and not have the answers, mm-hmm. but just to be present with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Mm-hmm. I love it. I've got a lot of things going through my head. <laughs> uh, yeah. Me too. It, it's very, very good because I feel like also some people, Western mm-hmm. world, uh, I think also do it because I think it thing you're supposed to do. Right. Uh, it's, uh, I'm supposed to quote scripture. I'm supposed to, in that instance that you gave, they might have thought that they were supposed to say that to you mm-hmm. uh, scripturally, like, oh, he's crying and he's supposed to be the preacher mm-hmm. and maybe he just doesn't have enough faith. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. maybe she thought that was really mm-hmm. the right thing right. that she was supposed to mm-hmm. say, sure. but she was supposed to say something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and didn't know not to say anything. But man's way instead of God's way. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking all of that, like pleasing man versus pleasing God, those kind of things, Western world, right? you know, out of obligation. This is what I'm supposed to do. All of those kind of things. Right. Yeah. And we talked about the episode that we did when we talked about grief. There's a Jewish tradition called sitting Shiva. Mm -hmm. And the point of sitting Shiva is you walk into the house and you sit Anywhere that you can find where you're lower than the person who Mm. lost the loved one Mm -hmm. and you don't speak. Mm -hmm. You literally just Mm -hmm. sit at their feet. Mm -hmm. And if that person starts talking about their pain, you talk about their pain with them. If that person starts telling a funny story about their loved one that died, you laugh at that funny story. Mm -hmm. It's a ministry of being with. And to think of, you know, that's that's as Eastern as you can get. And like here in America, we're not good at that. We're not good at sitting in each other's pain and weep with those who weep. Right, right. But I think, unfortunately, like I'm thinking back to my earliest uh, days in the church being heard constantly we have the answers exactly we have the answers yeah, that's what mm-hmm. and that's more what i was trying to say yeah. like we know better mm-hmm. right we know we've better. got the answer to yes. everything mm-hmm. and that can put so much pressure yes. on you because there are situations where i'm like i literally don't know what to say i mm-hmm. literally don't know what to Absolutely. do and so then i feel like well i must not be a good christian because i don't have the answer mm-hmm. 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 right absolutely and that was part of the pressure i felt you susan you mentioned vulnerability earlier and just being able to let a couple people in yes. as the pastor yes. for me was a huge step because it was like I had grown up with this idea. I, I look at it now and realize how, how wrong it was, but I had grown up with this idea that the pastor was supposed to be a, a little bit more holy, more mm-hmm. have it together than, mm-hmm. than the rest of the congregation. And I recognized early on, I hope nobody figures out, but I don't have it more <laughs> together than everyone else. Mm-hmm. But there's still felt like there was that pressure and it goes back to I have to be the answer man. I I felt as as a pastor the pressure to be you know the doctor, the lawyer, the the counselor, the the whatever. Yes. And and I thought, boy, if I say Hmm. I'm I'm struggling. struggling, Right. 
what will that mean? Mm. And the funny thing was, when I began to share that vulnerability, then it opened the door for other people to yes. share that as well. Yes. And other people started coming forward. And honestly, that's the reason I got into counseling was as a tool to be continued down this path of ministry was mm -hmm. I had people coming to me saying, I'm struggling with anxiety. I'm struggling with depression. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with my, in my marriage. I'm struggling raising my kids. And I thought, well, I need to go get some more training. I'm not yeah. equipped to do this. Yeah. I've got to go get some more education, some more training to do this because I, I wanted to help, mm. but I didn't want to hurt by saying the mm. wrong thing to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was like, I know that I don't have the answers. I know that I'm not this, this echelon above. I'm, I'm over here struggling with my own mm -hmm. stuff too, right? And so I just... I recognize how much vulnerability breeds vulnerability mm -hmm. in the life of a congregation, yes. in a group, a small group that we're in, mm -hmm. those sort of things. And I work really hard to this day, not airing all of the, the dirty laundry, so to speak, but enough to say, hey, I'm real. This, yeah. is, this is who I am mm -hmm. with all the shortcomings and the warts and the failures mm -hmm. and the faults. Mm -hmm. This is who I am, mm -hmm. and and I hope you can love me anyway, because that's what the call of Christ is for us mm -hmm. to love yes. each other in the midst of that. But man, vulnerability is such a positive piece if we can mm -hmm. just break down the walls mm -hmm. of having to you know put on the mask, put on the facade, mm -hmm. and, and image manage. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate you bringing the role of the pastor into that because mm -hmm. I I know there's so many people in leadership that feel like I can't mm -hmm. because I don't know how, I don't know how people will respond Absolutely. if I say I'm struggling. Yeah. And I'm so thankful that we're beginning to see a shift mm -hmm. in Absolutely. the church where there is accountability, but there's also safety in pastors being able to go and ask for help before it blows up Absolutely. and becomes a scandal. Um, and so I'm so thankful that you led that by example, because you're right. We're all of us are going to have struggles. Absolutely. None of us are immune to mm -hmm. life being hard and difficult. And so to be able to, to say, even as a person in leadership, I still know I have to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important Absolutely. for people to hear. Mm -hmm. Okay. This has been a good conversation, but I feel like I have more questions on this topic. I do too. Okay. I'm wanting to open up my mouth and start another, but I'm afraid <laughs> if I say it, it's going to be a whole nother episode. Okay. Well, let's pause for now. Okay. And we'll pick up with that next week. Okay. Sounds, sounds good. perfect. Thank you for sharing your story with us, Erin. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of people who connect with it. Well, yes. Thank, thank you, Erin. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.